Welcome everybody to the second Pivot to Digital Active podcast. So welcome to What's on Digital. Welcome all. What is happening in lockdown land for ACT? Well, what's happening is I'm trying to get into my routines, <clears throat> my lockdown routines. Um, somebody was saying to me, uh, a friend was saying, well, it's, it's uh, sleep, eat, zoom, repeat. Well, <laughs> mine's, a bit, mine's a bit longer than that. And I only have zoom meetings probably about twice a week. So it's uh, sleep, write, walk, art, stroke, um, art, stroke, um, garden. Uh, nap, write, uh, eat, slob, repeat. I like a... it. I like it. Well, one of the challenges that you've all had to do, and I'm going to bring our um, art and culture team. So we have, as I say, you've been introduced to uh, Marisha. So thank you, Marisha, for being the inspiration of art, culture and tourism. I'm going to bring onto screen now um, Inna Schutz, who is part of our core team. Hello, Inna. Hi. Yeah, hi. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> I'm also in. going to bring in Dawn and our young followers and inspiration. Hello. So we've got um, Dawn and um, the little studio audience in the background there. We've got Jocelyn and Liliana. Welcome mm -hmm. to the two of you and thank you for thank being you. part of our show. Um, Inna, welcome and thank you for joining us too. Yes. So the proper welcome to what's on digital, what has been happening digitally that we can share with the arts, culture, tourism audience that if they haven't been sick of Zoom or they want something to do instead of Zoom, what might they look at? Let's start with you, Inna. Well, there is a lot going on in digital world. I think I feel like everyone became such a creator and trying to get the world to us in our home, in our living rooms. So I'm really uh, into right now in the Google Earth app, which is probably everyone heard of it, but nobody touched it in years. But now it just revamped itself. Basically, it has a new category now. It's called Voyager. And uh, it has such a great subcategories. There are games. It's a, a interactive quizzes. You can quiz yourself and see if you're good at history, animal world, and uh, castle and places, which I absolutely love. And then there is a culture. You can just explore holiday foods around the world, for example. Then there is another subcategory is travel, which is for me and my family. It's absolutely just a treasure box just keeps me on going and um, uh, keeps me on dreaming. When this lockdown is over, we can go to all these beautiful places. So I'm planning already. And then there is education also a subcategory, which you can learn about history, space, architecture, natural world. And then there is also basically the uh, editor picks, which picks the best out of the best out of all those categories. And it's absolutely actually fantastic. Um, for the whole family it's not just for me kids love it and you know we just keep on exploring on google earth digitally we we are traveling the world the best we can right now then there is another app that i absolutely amazing. admire so you yep. that's your first app for us yep and then there there's another one which is more 
It's more for a uh, soul, I guess. Um, I have used it for now at least three, four years, but now I find myself going back to it more and more. It's called Insight Timer. And it's basically um, if you are into meditation and um, if you like um, uh, mindfulness or you want to explore, there are different topics also. There, you can actually just listen to the talks about this, you know, um, category. Or there is there are classes, courses you can pick your teachers, and um, the app is free. There is a certain you know, for example, for the courses you have to subscribe, but there is there is a lot for free that. I don't find myself needing the um, paid, you know, anything. So there is a guided meditation, there is a timer, there is music. And what I find, they actually improved it so much that there is a meditation for kids mm. also, because I think kids find themselves in a, in a situation where they don't know how to deal with it. So, um, you know, it's stressful for them as well. And we try actually, if we get all stressed out because of the homeschooling or just not been able to easily go out. We, you know, we go and three minutes of meditation, it actually fixes a lot of things, stress, anxiety, and you know, just because you don't know what's gonna happen. So it's, it's fantastic. I find it very helpful. <laughs> Two really great apps. And yeah. we will put information to those in the show notes. So I'm now going to ask Dawn and her marvelous little helpers what sort of things have you been doing and what things do you want to share with the arts, culture, tourism audience? It's actually surprising. There's actually a lot out there that you can do um, course-wise, especially in a WEA. They've got quite a few, all sorts of courses coming on at the minute. They've got a calligraphy one that's starting tomorrow that I'm going to be taking part in. I can't wait to join in on that one. And also they've got a poetry course also starting on Thursday. So there's all sorts of interesting courses that they're doing, especially some creative ones. And I did also notice that Action for Happiness have also got um, a, an app of their own, which is quite good. It's got um, each day they give you um, a quote, like a positive well-being quote, which is quite nice because I think at this time when there's all this stress and uncertainty around, I think you sometimes need a little bit like that to take your mind off things. That's you do you need yeah. everyone's lockdown is different i think i read that today on a facebook group that although we're all experiencing lockdown yeah experiencing it in a very different way but at th this simultaneous experience is just sort of before i was on doing the show i was talking to someone who's in barbados and the fact that we started off talking about lockdown <laughs> and it's just yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. What's what's lockdown like for younger people? What's it been like for you, Liliana and Jocelyn? Go on, what do you want to say? <laughs> I think she's a bit too <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, both of you, and well, all three of you. So we um we had our couple of points that we wanted so thank you for for bringing those to our attention now this point in our um show now it is going to be a podcast so although you're watching as the studio audience in facebook if you're listening to this without work without pictures it is because we are really making this for you 
the podcasting audience, but because we aren't in Bean Cafe, which is where we would normally be for our podcast recording, and we can have people with us, we wanted to use this lockdown opportunity to just invite arts, culture, tourism people to be in the Facebook chat um, when we do these shows. So um, we now have a guest, and our guest is Justin Doan. I will um, thank you very much, Inna, and thank you very much, Dawn. And I will um, bring Justin into our group. Welcome, welcome, Justin, and thank you for joining us. And I'm going to be really interested to hear this um, conversation and chat. Marisha's told me a lot about you. So, Marisha, do um, look after us and um, take it away. Hi, hi, Justin. Great to see you again. Thank you and, so much for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, it's really good for you to join us as a guest. Um, <clears throat> I've known you for quite a few years, <clears throat> living in the same town that we do in Beeston. Um, and um, I know you've got a, um, before you came to live and settle here, you had a really interesting background <clears throat> in Europe and USA. So I'm going to start off by asking you that, you know, tell us a bit about yourself. How much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was raised in the United States of America. I went to university at Northwestern in Chicago. I then spent about 10 years working in the movie business in Hollywood as a professional actor. I still have my Screen Actors Guild card. I could show it to you, although it's upstairs in my wallet, so I can't show it to you. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, would I go back? Of course I would. Uh, but it no longer became fun after a while of auditioning and being rejected constantly. And also there were three real things that let me down, which was I was almost in the Big Bang Theory. I was almost in How I Met Your Mother. And I was almost in Star Trek Nemesis. And by almost in, I mean, I had the callback, meaning it was me between me and another actor. And that was heartbreaking because my life would be so different. So those things really made it kind of not fun anymore. Yeah. And so I decided to transition away. I had developed over 10 years that I spent there a uh, a network of contacts and connections, some of them famous, some of them with means. And so I was able to go to work for a very well-known and renowned producer, um, stunt director originally, as well as a second unit director and writer and filmmaker. And I was able to go work for him. And that was a lot of fun as well. And then I transitioned to go and do some work for Disneyland because since I was a little kid, um, seven, I've always enjoyed business. My grandfather was a businessman in France. Um, and I always used to carry around a little briefcase, like a precocious little child. And so I used to hang around with him and pretend like I was a businessman. So I've always observed and studied business. And I kind of transitioned into that. And from Disneyland, I went to Disneyland Paris because I got the citizenships and the languages and all that. And from there, I obviously came to a blighty, jolly good old England. I've always wanted to live here. I used to go to yeah. the Santa Monica shop when I was a little kid to the little tea shop. It was the only English place we had over there. And so it was kind of a uh, bucket list type of thing. But I loved it so much. I've decided to stay, uh, get my citizenship uh, as a British citizen. 
And I was at the time working for Prince Charles and his charity, the Prince's Trust. And so that's it, really. That's the, in a nutshell, without taking yeah, in a nutshell. 20 minutes to do it. So fascinating. And, and you've um, built up all these languages as well, which... <clears throat> which has been great for you, and uh, brought you to Beeson. And I think it was via studying for a master's, was it? Or at, No, uh, no, no, that's 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 uh, somebody else. Uh, that, oh, somebody, uh, somebody else, else an ex-partner, uh, studying for that. So I, I just came, I just tagged along, really, for the ride. Yeah. And then you thought, well, this is quite a nice place. Did you? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. I, li I loved it. That's why I don't move. I own a home yeah. here, and there's, there's no reason to sell it because it's nice. It's lovely. And what, um, so that was a, a few years ago, uh, four or five years ago, maybe. Um, and then you um, had to restart your career here. And um, so what what do you think you're focusing more on in your consultancy side and uh, teaching side now? Oh, right. Okay. So right now, because of the coronavirus, the focus is obviously like what we're doing right now, which is to go digital, go online, and also yeah. accessibility. So a lot of people are uh, knocking down their prices, if you will. Uh, but instead of doing that, instead of knocking down prices, I, I'm just looking at what I can do to make it accessible to more people. And by accessible, I mean affordable and digestible. So I've got a book coming out, I think, in next week. Uh, which is not something I'm selling. It's just something I'll be offering for free. So it won't be on Amazon. It's a free download book, which I'll be offering. And of course, anyone can just get a copy from me if they want. Just go to my Twitter handle, any social media. I'm easy to find just under my name. And I'll, I'll send you a copy of the book. The book describes all the processes that I've developed over the last 25 years. Again, I could, I could go in and talk an hour about that, but not, rather than that. So I'm focusing on that level of service. Yeah. But yeah. aside from free stuff, I'm also having some subscription model things that are easily accessible and affordable, but also make financial sense and to me, because it has to be meaningful. We all have to survive and eat. I want to help as many people as I can. I also want to be able to continue to sustainably, you know, keep this roof over my head and live. So I've, I've kind of figured out how to do that. And that's the way I'm going forward now, because I can't meet yeah. you face to face, but I can meet you digitally. And and you're also getting into a, a, a nice routine, daily routine now, aren't you? With your uh, um, your Zoom meetings, but also your mental health and and um, uh, general well-being. You know, you're getting into yoga and you know your daily smoothies and things like that. Right. You mean these? You mean these these things here? Yeah, these uh, green yeah, green yeah. things. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, when it comes yeah. to that, it's. Um, I almost hate to say it. I'm almost ashamed to say it, but I've enjoyed the lockdown because instead of running around from place to place, yep. I'm kind of here. I've got two cats. I adore my pets. I adore my cats. So for me, those that's healing by itself. Just to spend more time with them. But in addition to that, yeah, I mean, I've gotten into a much bigger routine of meditation as well as taking care of myself physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally, which, of course, includes cleaning up the diet because I, the simple simplicity of it is that everybody's going out for comfort food right now. And when our immunity is being threatened by a virus, I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, I could go and grab the donuts and the hobnobs and this, that, and the other thing. The problem is, is as much as they might be comforting emotionally, they're not good for you 
physically and physiologically. They will lower your immune system even just a little bit. So I thought to myself, wait a minute, why don't I do absolutely everything that I can? Because I'm not going to be offending everyone. I'm not going to your house and rejecting your cookies or anything like that. I'm home alone. So I'm just, I've just gone really, really obsessive with eating. Uh, I, I mean, I could tell you what it is, but I'll tell you that nobody is going to do it because I, I've literally cut out absolutely everything, everything that is unhealthy. For example, I don't have caffeine. I have zero, forget sugar, zero anything sweet, not even stevia. I also have absolutely no uh, anything else, like chemical additives in my food. Now, the reason I'm doing that, and I'm not saying I'll never eat that again. Oh, dairy as well. No dairy is because <laughs> I'm trying to fortify my immune system as much as I can right now. So as much as I enjoy a milky tea, as much as I enjoy a cappuccino, at this point in time, I have found alternatives to that, you know, with the nut milks and all that, which are just as delicious, but actually save me from just even that ever so slight reduction in immunity. So will I ever have cheese again? Well, look, I'm half French. I probably will make an exception and grab a nice cheese next time I'm visiting my mom in Paris. But on the other hand, during this time where I just would rather not get this particular disease, I'm just doing absolutely everything I can, which is why I said, I mean, I know somebody, somebody's joking around there in the commentary and they said, is that living, Justin? No, I'm just saying I'm doing absolutely everything I can during the lockdown. And then later, I'll probably relax a little bit. I think helps. there are comments in, we have got some really interesting comments in the chat and coming in from the, so a couple of people commenting. So Ooh, I am from Oceanside, so California. I am I so that delighted is. that your energy is so high with so little stimulants um, that it is all 100% <laughs> Justin Doan. And Justin, thank you so, so much. And Marisha, Great, thank, you. thank you. Um, thank you. But I will, I'm going to return you, I'm going to return you both to the green room so that I can now bring our uh, crafting in a crisis section. Hello, hey, Karen. Thanks, thanks again for uh, allowing me to uh, come on again the second time. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting uh, listening to, to Justin about that because we were um, we've been trying to kind of you know do uh, you know kind of uh, healthy meals and stuff like that, and just trying to eat because you just get bored of eating the same food, and you have to have the variety. Uh, but he's taking it one step further, I think. So <laughs> it was really interesting to hear him talk. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah. Um, how long have we got? We've got five minutes. <laughs> I will, <laughs> we'll I will bring us to a close and move us on to the next thing when I deem fit. So okay. Marcus, tell yeah. us about how, as an illustrator and, and a yeah. very young illustrator at the beginning of your career, mm. what are you what are you doing in, in this crisis to um, keep your skills up and yeah, make well, them work? What, what is it looking like for you? Uh, at the moment, I'm trying um, just a lot of kind of self-initiated projects. Um, I have been doing, I'm kind of trying to split it up between doing a lot of uh, upskilling on my motion graphics at the moment um, and then doing in, in between that, doing some the printmaking. Um, at the moment, I was, I'm putting together a little uh, entry of work, which I'll be doing a little give out, like a free, free prints to, to people. Um, so I, I've kind of been working on that and uh, there's just some... And I like these the ones which which uh, Adam has in the uh, Robin Hood experience. So I've been doing a few of these ones on different kind of inks. These are the uh, they're in cellophane at the moment. Lovely. So that's like in different. I've just been experimenting and practicing really my process. So, so are you are you are you 
printing these? Are you yeah. make, you're lino uh, printing? Lino you're actually printing. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands. yeah, something that I've like I, I've uh, enjoying more because I think like a lot of designers or illustrators, I, I think it's, it's working on a computer or a screen. I, I kind of I need that it helps me to have that balance and giving that variety to the different projects that I've been doing. Um, a lot of predominantly everything I do is is on my Mac. Um, so that's what I've enjoyed the most and and seeing being part of a lot of the art groups on Facebook um, I'm, I'm kind of getting you get feedback on and I post quite a uh, work on there um, but uh, yeah just kind of practicing my skills um, just keeping just keeping my skills relevant and sharp really um, and are you are you aware of conversations taking place about a new normal, about when you can start exploring your career as it was, or do you think that's forever changed? What what do you um, think the future looks like for illustrators uh, and artists? Uh, uh, I don't think it's going to change that much. I think it'll be more remote working, um, LinkedIn specifically, and also for more freelance work. I, I've seen people will be more open to just work remotely, um, not in offices, and and just be more flexible um especially now I, I think it'll be there'll be positives and obviously some negatives to that but i think people will be seeing working in an office they'll be save, saving money instead of having to rent an office they'll just be having workers that obviously um can be relied upon and and they're bringing them in and and i think it'll be more uh it'll work better for you know introverted you know types i guess um yeah. that's kind of my my thought on it yeah, well, I so love I think the, it will have... the heraldry. The, it, you've taken the same kind of imagery that you explore in your digital work to actually make it yeah. in, in the physical. And I think at a time yeah, when yeah. everybody's gone right, digital, right. it's really interesting that artists are able to become the physical bits. It's quite yeah, a nice yeah, stopover. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, thank you. Thank you. We will put your uh, some pictures in the show notes for people who yeah. are listening to the podcast as opposed to haven't been able to see it we'll put that in the yeah, show sure. notes and also yeah. do do check out um, marcus's um website oh yeah i can uh, i'll type it in the comments uh, but if people want to see um i am kind of getting back into doing my ro uh, blog writing at the moment so i'm kind of documenting okay, how nice. i do uh, my linos and, and i quite like the i think it's the the color schemes it's building it's you, you have to have an line. idea what you want to do and, okay uh well actually i quite like the, the pinks so i'm kind of getting into there doing is. well um, i am uh, going to i'm going to bring us all back together before we give our new storytelling section the last word who is waiting in the wings um so i'm going to bring um back in uh marisha uh dawn And there is in the green room, we, we will bring Justin back in. And David's camera isn't functioning right now, but we've uh, got a right, new yeah. ACT team member um, who is uh, David, I've forgotten his, Hunter, David Hunter, David Hunter. sorry about that, David, um, who will be joining us next week. And he's been putting some stuff in the comments. So I think he's definitely going to have a couple of points to share with us. So our next recording is on the 26th of May. And I do hope you will all watch as record this live as we fumble our way through uh, Facebook Live and getting all of this stuff out to you. Um, I will share with you some of our comments. So we had um, Pam um, said hello to us. So we all know Pam Miller. Thank you, Pam, for, for Hi, listening. Pam. 
No. We also had um, Ted from California who um, was watching. So thank you for uh, watching. We've thank also you. had Algerad Zipser from Poland. Zipser. Any relationship? Hi. Is there a relationship there, my, Marisha? My cousin. My cousin. Oh, keep it in the family. We keep it in the family. Um, Pam was very keen to let us know that Inner, there was some really good conversation and some really good points there. So those things that Inner mentioned will be in the notes. And um, thank you and hello, Paul Swift said hello, Marisha and hello, Karen. That's us. <laughs> and and then Pam says for you, Justin. I'm with you, Justin. I'm a vegan and I've never regretted being one. Lots <laughs> of healthy food. So. Thank you for joining us. We seem to have lost Marisha from our stream. Um, do mention in the comments. So thank you, everyone. I will now quiet our stream down as we prepare for a story time. And our storyteller today is the owner of the Robin Hood experience, and that is Adam Greenwood. So, Robin Hood, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, real pleasure and, to be here. And I will present you with your audience. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, do join us next month. Well, welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for letting me be a part of this, this wonderful experience today. So I am going to tell you the story of how I... And one of my best known friends first met. Now, this story takes place a very, very long time ago. I don't mean in time travel terms, because, you know, I'm from 800 years ago. I've just been able to magically come and be here with you today. But no, I mean in my own life, a very, very long time ago when I was only 20. And that was a very, very long time ago. Trust me. Those of you watching, can any of you remember being 20? No, it's a very long time ago, wasn't it? Absolutely. And I haven't been an outlaw very long, you see. I'd only been an outlaw a few months. Hadn't even had one winter in the forest yet. But I thought I was the toughest man in that forest and I owned the place. So one day I was walking through the forest, surveying my kingdom, and I came across a river that the only way to cross it was a fallen tree trunk that formed a kind of bridge. So a little bit unsteadily, I tried to cross it. And coming the other way, who should I see but this huge man? His legs were like tree trunks. His arms were not much thinner. He had a huge sheep's fleece around his shoulders that made him look even bigger. He, he had a massive mane of curly black hair and a huge curly black beard. And he stood on the bridge halfway across, folded his arms and just stood still. Hey, you, I said to this giant, get out of my way. I said, no, you get out of my way. I said, no, I think you'll find I'm the toughest man in the forest. So that makes this, this forest is mine. The bridge is mine. You need to get out of my way. He said, oh, no, no. I'm the toughest man in this forest. The forest is mine. The bridge is mine. So you get out of my way. Fine, I said. If you want to be like that, I'll fight you for it. Well, hang on a minute, he said when I drew my sword. That's not very fair, is it? 
You got a sword? All I've got is a stick. Fine then, I said, full of confidence. I'll fight you with a stick. Now, I happen to have here the very stick that he used on that day. He allowed me to bring it to, to show you today. Now, I didn't have one as fancy as this. I went over to the other side of the bridge. I, I picked up a fallen branch. I took out my knife and I, I whittled off the twigs and the bark and the leaves. And I stood ready to fight. He took a swing at me, but I blocked him. I swung at him, but he blocked me. I jumped, he thrusted, I, we swung, and we carried on fighting like this for about half an hour. Now, I could tell the story in real time, but this bit gets very tiring and probably a little bit boring if I just stood here doing this for half an hour. So with your permission, everyone, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Is that okay? Can I skip forward like half an hour? <sighs> Thank you. So glad you said yes. I told one group once, they said no. It, got, it went on for a very, very long time indeed. So we, we fought like that for half an hour until both of us were pouring with sweat. I said, look, we're clearly evenly matched here. Stick for stick, neither of us is going to win. So what do you suggest we do then? He said, you giving up? No, I said. How about we fight hand to hand, man to man? I'll wrestle you for control of the bridge and the forest. So remember, this man is a giant. This man is taller even than me. This man has legs like tree trunks. This man is the undisputed king of Sherwood Forest. And he looks at me, a little skinny 20 year old nothing. And he laughed. Fine, he said, come on then, bring it on. Now I tried to go in low and knock him off balance. But he was big, he was heavy, he was solid. He he tried to grab hold of me, but I kept jumping from side to side, getting out of his way, and he couldn't get me. And for 10 minutes or more, this went on. He would try to grapple, I would try to push, and neither of us could gain the upper hand. Until at last, we both stood puffing and panting, and said, wait, this isn't going anywhere, is it? No, it's not, he said. And he looked thoughtful for a moment. He said, I know. There's only one way to settle this. What we're going to have to do is look over there. How many of you turned around? Come on, admit it. How many of you looked? None of you? Really? Well, you're all far too clever then, aren't you? But I wasn't. I was pretty stupid back then. Some would say I still am. Who knows? But I turned around and went, what? And at that moment, he pushed me into the river. I lay there thrashing, kicking my legs, making a big splash, shouting, help, help, I can't swim, I can't swim, I'm drowning. So oh, don't be stupid, come on, swim to the shore, it's not that far. <gasps> no, I can't swim, I can't swim, I'm gonna drown, help me. She said, fine then, all right, all right, all right. And he reached down his hand, took hold of mine. But instead of using it to pull myself out of the water, I gave a sharp tug and pulled him in after me. He started to splash. Help, I can't swim, I'm gonna drown. I said, well, put your feet down then. And he did. And do you know, the water came up barely to the top of his boots. Well, there, there we were, both soaked to the skin. I thought maybe the fight was gonna begin anew. But he said to me, you know what? I always thought I was the toughest man in the forest, 
I'd say today you've proved yourself tougher. You win. I said, oh, no, no. I won by trickery. You're the one who outwitted, outwitted me. You, you held your own in a, in a fight. And therefore, I think you are the tougher man in the forest. I concede to you. He said, no, look, I think we're going about this all the wrong way. Instead of arguing all day about which of us is the toughest, how about we understand we're the two toughest men in the forest, the two greatest that there are. And if we team up, the sheriff hasn't got a chance. Perfect, I said. The two toughest men in the forest fighting side by side. They call me Robin Hood. Well, he said, my name is John Little. I looked him up and down. I said, in that case, I'm going to call you Little John. And we've been best friends ever since. Well, thank you so much for join, joining me today and for letting me have this, this most important last word in your fantastic podcast. And I hope that when, when we're able to go out again and things are getting back to normal, that you'll all come and see me at the Robin Hood Experience, Nottingham's only dedicated Robin Hood attraction. So until then, stay home, stay safe and take care of each other. Goodbye.